From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring John DeShazer, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's John DeShazer. Oh, what's up? This is the Black and Blue Report. We are coming at you from the Studio B here at uh, Saints Camp. And uh, I'm John DeShazer, sitting in today for Daniel Salerson, who has been sitting in for Sean Kelly. Both of those lazy dogs are on vacation. And uh, as a matter of fact, the Black and Blue Report will be going on hiatus after today, Friday, June 6th. But right now, myself and Jimmy Walker are here to bring it to you and have a little fun with you here in Studio B. So first things first, uh, Black and Blue Report, as I just mentioned, we're going to go on hiatus. Won't be back until July 21st. We'll be coming to you from Greenbrier, you know, training camp in West Virginia uh, that Monday uh, on July 21st. So, guys, you know, if you're, if you're listening to the Black and Blue, if you're a religious follower, you know, we will be going on hiatus. So, you know, if you don't hear from us, don't think we've abandoned you. We will be back. In fact, that's when Sean Kelly will be back on the job. He is, uh, again, as I mentioned, vacationing. So he will hopefully be tanned and rested and all those good things by then. So that's that's number one. We're going on hiatus. Uh, you'll be hearing from us a little bit later. And uh, now next, obviously, this being Friday, the NBA Finals began last night, and San Antonio wins game one, 110-95 over the Miami Heat. Now, first things first, obviously, um, San Antonio finishes with a great kick, uh, 14 for 16 from the field in the fourth quarter, including six for six on their threes. One of the magnificent offensive showings you will see in any quarter under any circumstance. So you can't take that away from him. But, of, of course, you know, the big cloud being over the game is that LeBron James couldn't finish, you know, had the cramps. Um, AT&T Center in San Antonio, for reasons unknown to mankind, uh, didn't have AC working, <laughs> didn't have the air conditioning working for, you know, the better part of, I guess, three quarters. And uh, that's as ridiculous as, as I've ever heard considering the circumstances and, and the stakes and, and LeBron James uh, – Basically, I guess essentially had a, essentially a body cramp, uh, for the for lack of better terms, and 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 couldn't finish out the game, and so the Heat really went into a, a tailspin after that, and and uh, you hear a lot of people, you know, the people who don't like LeBron James blistering him because he couldn't finish, and the people who, you know, who understand those kinds of things, uh, not making apologies, but certainly understanding about it, and and you know, I guess you know myself, you know, I will speak on behalf of all elite athletes. Having you know being an elite athlete myself right now, or having a an elite athlete tucked somewhere inside these extra thirty pounds, you know the guy <laughs> the guy seized up and uh, and and really if anybody who has has ever had a cramp and Jimmy you played you played running back in high school you ever had a cramp yeah yeah so yeah so you know anybody who's ever had a cramp and especially to that magnitude understands exactly what LeBron James was going through last night. So the people who are who are really eviscerating him, you know, one, you know, probably have have aren't athletes because every athlete that I've heard speak about it understands exactly what 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 it was what it was like and and none of them, you know, believe that you can finish under those circumstances. You just can't. 
And two, it's a lot of people who, who still have the backlash on him for the quote unquote decision. And, and, and I said that this at the time he made the decision to leave Cleveland to go to Miami. And I'll say it to this day. I don't care how he did it. You know, people, you know, he owed, he didn't owe Cleveland anything. He gave Cleveland six years, you know, six of the best years in the history of the franchise. But the key words here during that decision was free agency, free, not restricted, not conditional, not, you know, whatever. It was free agency. So he left Cleveland as a free agent. And the people who are uh, who are angry about that obviously don't understand what the term free agency is. So, you know, folks, get over it. That's over. That's well and done and, and good and gone. And he's been he's been out of Cleveland four years and he's got four trips to the NBA finals to show for it. So four consecutive trips, by the way. So. Yeah, I think he made the right decision on that one. But, yeah, he, he cramped up. And uh, and anybody, I, I, trust me, anybody who has ever had a cramp of any kind of magnitude understands exactly what happened. So game two will be Sunday. He will have a couple of days to try to hydrate and get his body back together. So hopefully uh, for the Heat, it will be a better result rather than the 15-point loss. But, again, you got to give San Antonio credit. I mean, you make 14 to 16 from the field. It's hard to do that with nobody in the gym. You make six for six on threes, and I guarantee you, you won't do that with nobody in the gym, you know, under ordinary circumstances. So, you know, a phenomenal shooting quarter for San Antonio. But again, you know, you you wonder what might have happened if LeBron had been able to finish because they were either leading or down two. I think they were up two, as a matter of fact, when he left because he made a layup. No, he made a layup, I think, to bring him within two. Couldn't finish. And uh, so all of a sudden, instead of losing by, you know, instead of it being a two-point margin, it ends up being a 15-point margin. And to say that, you know, San Antonio would have would have played that well offensively with LeBron James on the court, I'm not believing that. Um, you don't, you, you know, he he's too good a defender. And, and the guy he was defending, you know, one of the guys he was defending was Danny Green, who hadn't scored in the first three quarters, and then he makes three threes in the fourth quarter. So I think a lot of that has a correlation to, to the best player on the planet being on the bench with, with, with cramps. But that's just my opinion. So, you know, again, you know, game two on Sunday, uh, you will see the Miami Heat and San Antonio, I'm sure, in prime time, and they will get it on, and Miami will try to even that series at one. By the way, ironically, I uh, I heard that Miami is 5-0 and in series with LeBron James in which they have lost game one. So certainly they will have an opportunity to see if they can get it to 6-0. and uh, when they face San Antonio again, San Antonio obviously trying to avenge last year's loss in the NBA Finals. So we'll see how that works out for the Spurs and for the Heat again. Going on hiatus after today, this Friday, this is June 6th. We will be on hiatus until July 21st. So please, please, please do not give up on us. We will be back. Now, we call this the Black and Blue Report. Got a lot of black for you today, a lot of Saints news, uh, a lot of Saints happenings, OTAs out here at Saints camps, off-season training activities. And uh, obviously, you know, you have the players here, you have the coaches here, they're going through the paces, not really practice, practice, but going really more of a, a learning experience for everybody. So, you know, you have uh, Coach Sean Payton, obviously. He addresses the media each and every day at off-season training, uh, off-season training activities, he addresses the media. And one of the things he had to talk to the media about on Thursday was the reacquisition of center Jonathan Goodwin. Jonathan Goodwin, as you m- might know, played center for the Saints from 2006 to 2010, won the Super Bowl in 2009, was a Pro Bowl player here, had um, really had his, his career turning point here in New Orleans. And so Coach Payton, you know, glad to get Jonathan Goodwin back. But you know what? I won't tell you about that. 
Here's Coach Payton to tell you about it. It's good to have Jonathan back. Um, one of the reasons for a June 1 was just to to possibly protect a compensatory pick if, if one exists. He's someone that knows the system. He's very smart and uh, someone we're familiar with. So it's good to see him back. Sean, was that something that you've been thinking about for months, that all the speculation that he yeah. might come back? Yeah, yes. How much institutional knowledge can he still have being away for three years? How much changes over the course, or does much change? Well, the institutional knowledge. So he's familiar with our program. Right. He knows our system, and he goes to San Francisco, and obviously it's a little different terminology, but he's, he's an extremely smart player. So he's got a home still here in Luling. Um, I think he is familiar with, you know, our setup, and, and there's some nuances I'm sure offensively that might be a little different, but for the most part, I think the transition for a player like him will be fairly rapid. Because of his experience, the average. Which allowed us really, I mean, let me just, which allowed us to, to not really weigh. The handful of OTAs he'd miss. And and, wait till June one. Um, one of the outside would be inclined to think that he has. He has an edge over Tim right now because of his experience. Is that fair? Or, or? No, that, that's that's not. I, th I think. Look, and I, you, you can't. Out here, we're preparing for training camp, but both those guys are, are going to have a, a good shot at playing for us, and uh, and that's that's. Listen, that's the way it is. I mean, it's normal. You know, you're, you're never just given a position. You know, Tim's done a lot of good things. We're excited about his progress. And a guy like Jonathan, who obviously has played a long time, uh, I think it'll make both of them better. So that's Coach Payton on John Goodwin and a plethora of other topics. Uh, again, Coach Payton generally addresses the media after uh, after after workouts, and he will be doing so um, next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because that's minicamp, and uh, and that's open to the fans. So fans uh, practice begins minicamp begins at 11 a.m. Uh, you want to get here bright and early. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you want to be able to get a seat. Uh, number two, there's going to be a security screening process, so lines could be fairly long. We know how much you love to see those Saints go go through the paces. And number three, you want to get out early and, and well, number, well uh, hydrate. <laughs> hydrate, begin early. You know, you want, you don't want to be LeBron James sitting out there on, on those on those benches and, and seizing up and cramping up, but really you do want to hydrate. This is South Louisiana. We know it's going to be close to 90 degrees. We know it's going to be high humidity. We know it's going to be extremely warm. So take care of yourselves out there because we don't want anything to happen to you. Be safe. But, again, minicamp next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And, uh, again, you know, Coach Payton had some nice things to say about Jonathan Goodwin. And Jonathan Goodwin, we, we were able to catch up with him here in the Black and Blue Studios in Studio B. And John Goodwin had some wonderful things to say about returning to the Saints. So we will get with Mr. Goodwin here. After a little commercial break, we'll let Jonathan Goodwin tell you exactly how happy he is to be back in New Orleans. just been told you have a serious heart issue congestive heart failure a valve problem a complex rhythm disorder now what at auctioner we suggest you take a moment and do some research when you do you'll find auctioner medical center as the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by u.s news and world report 
we routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We are here now with Saint Center Jonathan Goodwin. And John actually is a second time Saint Center. Was here uh, previously, won a Super Bowl with the franchise in 2009, had some good seasons here. Uh, went to the dark side, went to San Francisco for a couple of years, <laughs> and now he's back. So, John, just tell us uh, how do you feel about being back with the Saints? Uh, I feel great. You know, I feel like I have a. Uh, Almost like a rebirth, you know. Definitely it was a tough decision for me to even leave here. So to be able to have the opportunity to come back and finish my career here, you know, it's, uh, it means a lot to me and it's definitely a huge blessing. Now, you spoke previously to the media and you, and you mentioned that New Orleans was like a second home to you, even though you've been other places professionally. What makes New Orleans a second home for you? I, I, the people of the city are great. You know, everybody is uh, – you know, every, the people of New Orleans are great people. They love you, and they, they love their saints, and they make everybody feel at home. So, uh, you know, and my I, I always felt like my career turned around when I got here. And, uh, you know, it's just a place that I had a lot of great memories. And uh, whenever you have a somewhere a place where you got a lot of great memories, it usually stays close to your heart. Now, you know, being a free agent is obviously kind of a, a nebulous situation from time to time. But I guess were the Saints kind of your one and only? Did you have other opportunities? You know, how badly did you want to get back with the franchise that you said you, you had your most success with? Uh, I, I would say they were pretty much my only firm offer. And uh, I had no problem with that because <laughs> this is where I wanted to be. So, you know, when, when, you, when I knew this is where I wanted to be, it made – life a lot easier for the, for this to be the only firm I offer. You know, it makes things easier. I don't have to think about whether I should do this or whether I should do that. I just knew I wanted to come back to New Orleans, and fortunately we were able to make it work out. Now, obviously you hadn't had extensive work with the Saints the second time around, but how much has changed in terms of terminology, play calling, uh, the plays you're running? You know, how much familiarity did you did you gather when you immediately went out there? Uh, a lot of things are similar. You know, some things have been added, some new terminology, uh, but – 
you know, usually when I hear a word that I don't know, I just ask a question, somebody tells me, and I'm usually able to pick up on it quick. So, uh, you know, this week has uh, been pretty smooth for me uh, practicing, and, uh, you know, I hadn't had to too many instances where I didn't know what to do because I didn't know a word or anything. You know, now, now what's your relationship with Coach Payton? Obviously, I would assume he had to be the guy who kind of soldier on coming back, or, you know, now obviously you said you wanted to come back, but, you know, he's got to be the ultimate, I guess, guy who says, you know, okay, we want you back, and, you know, w will you come rejoin us? What's your relationship like with him? Uh, it's great. You know, a uh, couple weeks, maybe a month or so ago, uh, you know, I, I flew down here and, uh, you know, I had lunch with uh, Mickey and uh, Coach Payton, and, uh, you know, they let, they let me know that they wanted me to be here, and uh, that's all I needed to hear, so uh, – you know, he's always been good to me. You know, uh, you know they always – I always look at Coach Payton and uh, Mickey Loomis. Uh, you know, they, they were the first uh, people to give me a shot to start. So, you know, and, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that, you know, who knows if I would have made it into this league this long. You know, now you walk in that locker room and you see a lot of familiar faces. That, that, does that make it feel even more like home when you walk in and you see a Drew Brees that you've already played with and you see a Pierre Thomas and you see a Marcus Colston and all, the, all these veteran faces that you're accustomed to? Yeah, uh, it definitely makes it easier. I think this is the third time I've gone to a, a, a new team, but to come back and it's always tough because, you know, for instance, when I went to San Francisco, I really didn't know anybody in the locker room. So, you know, to come back here and you, you already know guys that makes uh, life a lot smoother. You got guys you can communicate and talk with and, uh, you know, you don't have to kind of be the new kid in school. You know, now I don't want to call you a good luck charm or anything, but, you know, you win a Super Bowl here, you go to San Francisco, you go to a, a Super Bowl and an NFC championship game, uh, you know, so Saints fans are going to be expecting you to go back, you know, to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game at the least. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, I have no problem with that. You know, I don't – I, I want to win, and uh, I want to have that experience again. I want to have that uh, parade again. So, uh, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, we can find a way to, you know, get back to the mountaintop. But it's going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, practicing, and a lot of everything. But, you know, we have the tools in place that, you know, potentially we could get there. Now, obviously, there's going to be competition at the center position for you, but, you know, forever, whom, whoever wins it, whether it's you or Tim Lolito, you've got two Pro Bowl guards working on both sides of you. Talk about working with guys like uh, Ben Grubbs and Jari Evans and, and I guess how much it will help your job. Oh, it helps a lot. You know, fortunately for my career, you know, I've been able to play around a lot of good guards. And, uh, you know, when you got guys next to, the, to you that you know are the best, it always helps. It's, uh, you know, we deal with some – some inside nose tackles and D tackles that are really talented in this league. So when you're able to have guys next to you that, you know, you can have a lot of confidence in, it, it makes you better as a center. Well, folks, that's Jonathan Goodwin. Stop by the black and blue report. You know what? Oh, we can't let you get away from here without giving us a, an NBA finals prediction or something. You follow basketball? A little bit. Okay. Little bit. Okay. Who you got? It's tough to pick against the heat, but. Now, anytime somebody says it's tough to do it, then they're going to do it. So. <laughs> All right, so, so I got to go with San Antonio. Ho, ho, seeing, you know, I kind of want to see Tim Duncan get the fifth ring. Uh, you know, he's a older guy in his sport also, so I got to root for him. So, uh, you know, and they got home home court advantage this time, so. We'll see. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Spurs. All right, all right. We can take that. That's that's reasonable. That's a Western Conference team. We're with the Pelicans in that Western Conference, so we can accept that. We'll, okay. we'll live with that in the black and blue. Right. Folks, that's Jonathan Goodwin here with the uh, Black and Blue Report, and we'll be back in a minute.
all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. Right now, it's a lot more fun. Lotto Lanyard. Buy a $5 single draw lotto ticket. Get a raffle entry to win up to $50,000. Lotto Lanyard. A lot more cash and a lot more fun. Must be at least 21 to purchase. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. There's a lot of guys that get concussions during the game that don't even say anything. So if you get knocked out, obviously it's going to be visible on TV, but a lot of guys will get their bell rung and you won't even say anything. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more concussions in the NFL that go on during the season than yeah, everybody knows about. Well, they would have to drag you off the field anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, if a Dallas game, when I had hit my Witten's knee, I was trying to walk and I was stumbling. That's the only reason I went off the field because I couldn't walk. Someone made you. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just the, that's the nature of the game. And uh, I think when, when, you, when you sign your contract, that's what you, you know what you're getting into. Do, do you guys at all kind of compete with the offense in the sense that for years the Saints have always been an offensive team, and now people are talking about like the defense has almost surpassed the offense in a sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to compete. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, Drew is amazing, and he, he, he brings challenges every, every day. And I grow as a player, and the whole defense grows. But yeah, I mean, you definitely have a sense of pride, and you want to be that that main silent team, but we work together. How much do you like that commitment that they made to the defense? I mean, bringing in Bird and making an effort to retain Bush. I mean, it shows an obvious commitment to make y'all even better. Yeah, I mean, I think after seeing what, what Seattle was able to do last year, teams are saying they're getting back to the defense win championships kind of style. And uh, you've got to score points, but I think everybody's copycat league, man. Everybody kind of does the same thing. I think the Broncos souped up the defense, too. So it's the way it goes. Can't even apologize because we got in a little late, so it's going to be repetitive. You already answered this, but no, it's your fine. comfort level this year, uh, this time, as opposed to last year, this time. Yeah, like I was saying, I, I, just, I just feel real comfortable. I mean, I learned the defense extensively last year, played a number of positions. Rob Ryan's toning me down a little bit. I don't have to play five or six, maybe three or four now. And uh, I can get guys lined up. I can make every check. I can do things to try and trick Drew, but it never works really. But I try it out there. <laughs> How beneficial would it be for a guy like you to have a Jaren Spurred out there with you and a Champ Bailey? Oh, I mean, it's great. And guys that understand the defense as a whole, you can work. You can work with each other. You can play faster. And I can just count on them being back there. I, I can know what I can when I can take gambles, and I can I know when I need to be disciplined. I wonder about this. As far as like you talk about like the comfortability about being on the field and whatnot, but just going through this whole process and not being the rookie anymore, and, and as far as like the cameras and everything else, to me you seem a lot more comfortable in just your skin as a, as a professional now. Yeah, I mean, I've, obviously your rookie year is your longest year. You go straight from college ball to the combine and all that mess. So it's it's been a relief, man. And you don't do none of the rookie stuff you have to do anymore. So I mean, I'm one of I feel like I'm one of the guys now, and you feel a lot more comfortable, and it makes you play better, honestly. How do you balance, you know, going for the big hits and not knocking yourself out of game? I mean, 
Not really. I mean, the way I play, I mean, a lot of guys are like that. I mean, I'm reckless. Uh, I like to bring the physical aspect to the game, but I know now the way the league's going, you're going to get fined. So turnovers, and turnovers are way more important. So for me, if it comes to a point where I got to hit a guy or I can get the pick, I'm, I'm obviously going to go for the pick. But I'm not ever going to slow down just because I knock myself out. And what about in terms of making a hit but trying to get the ball loose? I mean, do you ever have to compromise in order to stick a hand in there and do a yeah. Does that kind of compromise the broadside hit that you would do? Is there a balance? There? I mean, I think... I guess what we've been preaching during OTA is if you got population to the ball, you can take more risks of trying to strip it and knock it out. If, if, it got, if nobody's around, you might miss the tackle. But um, I don't know. I just play, honestly. Well, that's Kenny Vaccaro. And, uh, you know, Kenny, uh, again, a guy who's pretty enthused about his, his second year in the NFL. Another guy who had made a, a huge impact for the Saints last year, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks now. You know, we know his story. He came, you know, from, from you know, almost out of nowhere. He, he first signed collegiately with LSU. Things didn't work out there. He ended up going somewhere else, and the Saints, you know, took him in the third round in 2012. And, you know, when they when they drafted him, everyone was like, you know, kind of who's this guy and how's he going to fit in. And as a rookie, had some decent numbers, uh, nothing spectacular. But last year uh, really kind of blossomed as a defensive tackle, four and a half sacks and, you know, about uh, close to 60 tackles and more than that, you know, started 16 games, started all the regular season games. And as much as anything, you know, there were times when Akeem Hicks was as dominant a defensive tackle as you could just about find in the NFL. I mean, extremely disruptive. So you'd like to see that progress continue. And hopefully for the Saints, you believe it, he'll have those opportunities because if you've got Cam Jordan on one side and Junior Gallet on the other rushing the passer, then that should provide some opportunities for Akeem Hicks to uh, get in some one-on-one -on -one situations and, and wreak havoc like he did last season. I, I know last year they were talking a whole lot to him about, you know, the, the, earlier on they were mentioning, you know, leverage being a key to him. He's just uh, a kid who's 6'5", a kid 6'5". You know, does, that, does that even sound right, 6'5", a kid? Yeah, he's 6'5", about 325, uh, well distributed and extremely strong. So, uh, you know, Akeem Hicks, looking for uh, another you know jump in his performance went from no sacks to four and a half last year uh you i guess you can't ex expect a four and a half sack jump every year but the, especially from a defensive tackle but you know the key to his game being disruptive and, and hopefully freeing up himself and his teammates from time to time and you'll hear from akeem hicks right here after this break on the black and blue report As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. Your Pelicans, led by all-star Anthony Davis, are on their way to becoming playoff contenders, and you'll want to be there to witness it. Newly released seat locations will be available for the public to check out for the first time at our Select-A-Seat event on Saturday, June 14th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center. Ticket packages start as low as $150. Visit pelicans.com or call 504-525-HOPE for more info and take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans. 
Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Let's talk about this offseason. You made a huge jump last year during the season. How much more do you feel more comfortable with this team now? Oh, well, just it, it stems from having the same defensive coordinator again. You know, you, you're back in that same package and you're getting to do the same things that you did last year. Just get better at it, get more comfortable in it. So I think that's the same way for everybody, really. How do you feel about the upgrades you guys have made defensively? It seems like you guys have a lot more depth now. Uh, obviously, effective defense last year. Yeah, it's awesome to see contributions from other guys, you know, from other teams that are coming in, like Jarius and Champ. And, you know, it's, it's tough to see those guys go that, that had to leave, but it's, it's good to see these new guys come around and hopefully compete, compete and uh, attribute something to the team. How much more of a jump do you expect from yourself this year? I expect to come in and work hard like I've been doing, so this year is going to be another year for me where I, I hopefully I get better and go outside during training camp and, and play in that hot sun and just get better. So. Same thing. How much has Rob Ryan obviously brought a lot to this franchise, but now the retention and playing for the same defensive coordinator and just improving upon the season that y'all had. Oh, that's big to have the same defensive coordinator again. Um, just like I was saying earlier, it's it's nice to be in the same package and be able to do the same same things that you did last year, but get better at it. So just get more comfortable in that regard. Someone like a Victor Butler coming back from injury having his chance to show that he can be a part of this as well. How much do you look forward to him showing what he can do and the other new additions as well? Oh Well, even when Victor Butler was out last year, he was tutoring me in some of the things that he had learned being with Rob Ryan previously. So, I mean, him being such a, a guy in the package that's been around for a, for a while in this package is big, and, and I'm sure he's going to show that when it comes time. You know, I think last year, I think there was a lot of talk from you and from the team about you playing with leverage, with the proper leverage. Do you feel like you kind of have that down pat now? Well, that's kind of it's kind of a cliche thing for big guys. You know, you always want them to have good leverage. You always want them to play low, good base. Um, it's just something that you have to be uh, knowledgeable of, and, and always remember that's something that you have to work on as a big guy. You guys aren't tackling out there, but did somebody wipe out Cadet or Robinson? Was that on Cam Jordan? Somebody fell. I don't know. It wasn't you, was it? Of course not. Well, that was Akeem Hicks, and that was a chock-full show, folks. At least we you know, wanna, want you to believe that anyway, huh? We talked a little bit uh Sean Payton, Jonathan Goodwin uh, in the Black and Blue studio. Also had uh, a little something from Kenny Vaccaro and Akeem Hicks. So, again, heavy on the black in the Black and Blue report here today on Friday, June 6th. Again, remember, 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 hiatus. We will not be here for a little bit more than a month, you know, about a month and a week or so, a month and two weeks, actually. Uh, we will be coming back next July 21st from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. That's going to be the first day we will be there. And training camp actually doesn't begin until the 25th, but uh, we'll be there a little bit early so we can kind of get you guys acclimated to to exactly what we'll be, uh, what we'll be going through in West Virginia. So Black and Blue Pool Report. We'll be on hiatus. We will come back to you on July 21st. I uh, had a great day here today. Um, myself and Jimmy Walker, again, we're sitting in uh, for Sean Kelly and Daniel Salerson. Those two lazy bums have had quite some time to be off. Well, actually, Daniel, today's Daniel's first day off, huh? Yeah, Sean's the one who's been off for a while. But, you know, always good to sit in the hot seat from time to time, sit here, and uh, hopefully, uh, again, we reference the NBA Finals. Uh, this will forever, you know, I guess game one for me, will, I'll, I'll call it the Nelly series, hot in here. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so the Miami Heat will try to get that together and, and San Antonio will try to work on their air conditioning systems and see if they can uh, keep the AC on. I, I can't believe that uh, 
a, a facility as wonderful as the AT&T Center would uh, have a broken AC. But you know what? I'm I kind of sound like the conspiracy theorist if I if I start saying that kind of stuff. So you know, hopefully it'll get that thing uh, rectified because it really, really, that's that's a shame that that happens in an NBA Finals game. That that should never happen under any any circumstances, and it certainly shouldn't happen during your marquee event. So hopefully that will be taken care of. But again. We won't be here for quite some time, for a month and a couple of weeks, about six weeks. So, guys, have fun, please. Uh, enjoy what you're doing, whatever it is you're doing, and make sure that it's legal. We will get back with you in July. I'm John DeShazer for Jimmy Walker, and we will see you and talk to you again in July. So have a great one, and we will talk to you soon. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today.